morning. Welcome to Haven Ridge this morning. It's a blessing to see everyone. Uh, it's a blessing to be back. Appreciate y'all checking in on my family. We've been sick the last two weeks, um, so but it's a it's a blessing to be back and to be worshiping you know, with y'all with y'all this morning. So uh, a few announcements uh, this morning. Um, I want to thank the Groves for hosting our uh, pool social uh, and potluck yesterday afternoon. It was a wonderful time. Uh, so thank you to them for hosting that and everybody who helped put that together. All right. A uh, couple things on the calendar. Deacons meeting uh, coming this week. Um, stay tuned, Deacons, for specific date and time. Um, but that's going to be that'll be this week. Um, a youth brainstorming meeting. We've been talking about this. You know, what does it look like for us as a church corporately to disciple our our youth as they are as they are upcoming? Because we we have many children in the church who are who are going to be very quickly getting to that that youth age. So, what does it look like as a church corporately to disciple them and then also to help equip parents to be the primary disciple makers in the home? Um, so, if you're interested in that, what is that going to look like? You know, uh, at, at Haven Ridge and the in the near future, um, we're going to try and have a brainstorming meeting about that on October the 12th at 6:30. That's the second Sunday in October here at the church building. So mark your calendars for that. We planned it for this Sunday, and then we realized up oh, it's Labor Day weekend. A lot of folks are gone, so we rescheduled it. It's going to be the 12th. So just mark your calendars for that. All right, uh, women's meeting third Sunday in October, so that'll be the 17th. Ladies, mark uh, your calendars for that. That'll be the women's Bible study meeting that, uh, that happens every month. That'll be October the 17th. Men's camp out, guys, that's going to happen October 1st and 2nd. That's a Friday and Saturday at the Groves house. Uh, we'll do pretty much like we normally do. Uh, so if you have any questions about that, uh, see me, Alan, uh, or uh, Travis. Um, and, you know, we can give you more details on that. That's, a, that's an open camp out to anyone, you know, any men in the church or visitors, family, you got friends. Uh, it's just a great opportunity for us to gather around a campfire, hang out, enjoy each other's company. If you don't want to camp, come and just spend the evening, you know, with us. It's always a great time. We really enjoy it. You can, you know, you can stay for a few hours if you want, or you can bring your camping gear and, uh, and, <clears throat> and spend the night. There's plenty of room. So, but that'll be October the 1st and 2nd, okay? Um, <clears throat> our Young Girls Bible Study uh, is going to start September the 12th. Yes, yes, next Sunday. Thank you. Next Sunday. Sign-up sheet is right over here. There's also a, a couple flyers with more, info, more information. Um, if you have uh, additional questions or anything not yet answered, see Sarah Birchfield. Um, for that, but that's going to be a, that's going to be a great study. It's called "A Girl uh, After God's Own Heart." That's going to be 4:30 to 5:30 every every other Sunday or every Sunday, every Sunday, yeah, every Sunday for about 10. It's a 10-week study. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go through early early December and help me again with the age range uh, of that. Seven to teenage, seven to 13, seven to 12, somewhere in there. It's on the flyer, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I mentioned it two weeks ago, and then I didn't write it down. Um, so, but, uh, okay. Uh, also, if you're involved in the Miracle Hill, um, <clears throat> the Miracle Hill ministry, uh, just a reminder, um, y'all are going to shift your serving dates for serving the meal at Miracle Hill from Tuesdays to Thursdays. That's going to happen this week. So that transition happens this week. Um, 
Uh, I, I traded some text with, uh, with Natalie Dixon, who has that up, and she's going to put an announcement on the church app uh, about that this week. So, but just a reminder, if you're serving in, in that capacity, that's going to transition from, t- uh, from Tuesdays to Thursdays. Okay? Um, and if you're interested in serving, maybe Tuesdays didn't work for you during the summer, you're interested in that, in that ministry to the ladies at, uh, at Miracle Hill, um, you know, uh, ask more uh, about that. We can get you information. But that, um, if Tuesdays didn't work and Thursdays do work for you, you know, that's a great opportunity to, to serve in this wonderful ministry that the church is involved in. Okay? All right, I think that's it. Alan, did I get anything else? Okay, just a reminder, um, you know, our children are back at Little Me uh, Academy for, uh, for, for Sunday school. So after the children's moment, uh, any, you know, parents, any children that you have that are up through, what, remind me again, I can't remember, it's through, what age group do we have that goes over there? So I'm drawing a blank. Preschoolers are now, yep. like four-year-olds, four-year-olds, and then five to that's right, five to nine. So five to nine-year-old parents, if you want your you know, children to be involved in that, they'll meet their teacher at the back, uh, the, the back of, the, uh, of the room right after our children's moment during the service, and then the teacher will walk them over to little me, and then after the service, you can pick your kids up there. All right? Um, all right, well, if there are no other announcements, did I miss anything? Now did I miss anything? All right. Our call to worship this morning comes from 1 Kings chapter 3. Um, I'm going to read verse 15, but let me give a little bit of a context. So at this point in Israel's history, um, David had died and he'd established Solomon, his son, as king. Solomon, who was the wisest man on earth. And that was a gift that God had given to Solomon. And so Solomon is now beginning his reign as king. Um, and Israel was a little bit in turmoil. And one of the things that they were doing is they were not following God in, in the way that he desired to be worshipped. Um, the... the the uh, Bible says that they were sacrificing, they were performing sacrifices on high places. Okay, so they were not worshiping in accordance with the way that God desired. And so Solomon goes and he offers these sacrifices um, uh, on these high places. And God appeared to Solomon, not during the si- sacrifices, but in a dream at night. Um, because, and Solomon asked God for wisdom, wisdom in leading the people. And God granted him Wisdom. It says that he w- that God would give him discernment to understand justice. And he says, "I've done according to your words. I've given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been none, no one like you before you, nor shall one arise after you." But I want to call to worship this morning to center on verse fifteen. It says, "Then Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream, and he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and offered burnt offerings." And made peace offerings and made a feast for all his servants. Let's pray. Fathers, we gather before you this morning. We come to worship you. And we look at this text from Scripture that calls us to worship. So I pray that what we take away from it is that, Lord, it, when you gave the gift of wisdom to Solomon, the wisest man on earth, the first act that he did. The first act that's recorded for us in Scripture is that he went to the proper place of worship, that he desired to conduct worship to you on your terms, not on his, not on what was popular. He says, what has God said about how we ought to worship? Okay, let's do that. So, Father, I pray that at this time, so many of us want wisdom. So many of us are on unsettled ground. 
in our culture, in our jobs, in our family. May we take the lesson, in, the, the lesson from Solomon. Father, when you grant wisdom, that its first mark and its first pillar begins with worship to you. And that's why we're here this morning. So, Father, may we honor you. May we worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, would you do business with our hearts this morning? Affirm us where, where Christ is modeled, where Christ exists, where our lives align with Jesus. And where they don't, Father, gently rebuke. Gently mend broken bones. Make us more like Jesus. And Father, pray that if there are any here today that do not know Christ, perhaps maybe today would be the first time that their eyes would be open to the truth of the gospel. Lord, would you bring them into the fold, bring them into the family of Christ, that they might treasure and honor Jesus in such a way as they've never had before, that that new creation would be made true in them. So Father, would you be pleased to be with us here as we worship you this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let me give you a quick update. I won't say names because we are online and I want to protect them. So our missionaries that we support over in China, uh, I just got an email saying that they have, uh, they received their visas, whatever, all the stuff that they need, all the hoops they had to jump through, they're, they're, all those things are fine now and they're going to be going back to China. So that's I've been like 18 months or something. It's been a long time. And so they are very happy about that. So we've been praying for that for a long time. So it seems like the Lord's answering that. So just continue to pray for them. Um, I, I know we pray for them all the time. We probably say their names, but I'm just being careful in case the Chinese government's watching me right now. So uh, anyway, so they're going to be going back and uh, continuing the work of the Lord there. So let's please stand together and we'll, we'll sing a few songs before we have our children's moment.
also want to welcome you to Haven Ridge, especially if you're visiting with us. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, you get the, uh, the acoustic experience today because everybody's uh, out with some sickness or baby sickness or something like that. Problem is you can hear all my mistakes because the other instrumentalists don't cover it up. So don't pay attention to me and my incompetence with the guitar, but uh, just uh, focus on truth and honoring Christ as we sing to him.
kids, if you want to come on up and sit with Brother Austin, the rest of you can have a seat. Pastor Austin, brother, whatever, whatever you want to be called. All right. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Good, 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 good. All right. We're getting to the end of our of our book, Big Truths for Young Hearts, right? Big, big ideas about who God is and who we are being made in his image and what sin's done to break that image, okay, and why Jesus is so important. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about the church, okay, what the church is, who the church belongs to. Remind me again, who does the church belong to? Does it belong to me or Mr. Allen? Who? To God, not to me? Not to Mr. Allen? No, no not to your daddy or no, nope. To, to God, that's right. Okay, and remind me again, because I'm getting old, okay, and I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. How many, per- we talked about this a long time ago, how many persons are in God? Six? Three. Okay, help name them off. God the Father. Good, God the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We got them in there. I heard them all. <laughs> good job, good job. Right, so the church belongs to God the Son specifically, right? Okay, so we look to God the Son Okay, for leadership, for direction. Okay, we, he, God the Son dictates, okay, what the church does. We've been talking a lot about that. Okay, when we finished our, this, this section, we're talking about the church, what the church is, what its mission is, what it does, okay, and, and who the people are that make up the church. Okay, well, now we're going to start to talk about the future. Okay, the future. Now, let me ask you, how many of you guys have watched a movie or something? You've been watching a movie. You're really intent on a movie or TV show, and then suddenly mom and dad says, it's time to dinner, time for dinner, shut, you know, shut the TV off, or uh, you know, time to go clean your room or something. Some of y'all are cutting eyes at parents. You know, I see that. <laughs> okay, how many of you had that happen, right? You get disappointed. You're like, oh, I really want to know what happens, right? Yes, I know you two do, <laughs> right? Okay, you're like, oh, I really want to know what happens, right? We struggle. We struggle when we're watching a movie or somebody's telling a story, and they're like, oh, I got to go, and they don't finish the story, right? We want to know what the end is. We really want to know. Well, you know, like, what, how, how hard would it be if God told us only so much and then didn't tell us the end? Well, that would be kind of tough, wouldn't it? We'd be like, oh, oh, man, what happens? Thankfully, he doesn't do that. Right? He tells us a lot about what happens in the end. Right? There's a lot that we know. We know what happens when a, when a person dies. We know, right? We know that God's going to bring the kingdom of God here in all of its fullness. Right? We know that in the end, evil will be judged. Okay? We know that those who put their faith in Christ, in Christ for salvation, okay, that are clothed in his righteousness, that trust in Jesus, that they will live in eternity in peace with Jesus. Okay? So there's a lot that we do know. Okay? But, you know, one of the things that's interesting that you might not realize is, is what we know about the, the, the Bible talks about that we're living in the last days. Okay, that these are the last days. And when, this, when the Bible talks about that, it talks about that as the time in between Jesus' first coming and his second coming. Okay, when was his first coming? When did Jesus come first? Somebody help me out. Was it on my birthday? No, no. When did Jesus come? When did he come first? We celebrate this at what? Christmas, Christmas right? Jesus was born in a What? In a manger, right? Okay, so we celebrate this. This was Jesus' first coming, okay? The big church word is incarnation. Everybody say incarnation. Okay, your homework is to use that at school or, you know, use that at home sometime this week. 
Okay, Jesus was incarnated, the Son of God, okay, put on flesh. He became flesh, okay? He was born as a human, okay? That's his first coming, okay? And then he died on the cross. He was buried, right, three days in the grave, rose again, proclaiming victory over sin and death, okay, and the devil, all right? And then now we seated at God's right hand, at the right hand of God the Father, until all his enemies are put as a footstool under his feet, says Ephesians, okay? But then he's going to come again, He's going to come again, okay, and he's going to restore and make all things new, okay? Now, what's interesting is the way the Bible talks about this, okay? The way the Bible talks about this is very, very different. Now, there's two passages I want to mention to you real quick that talks about this, okay? Now, one of these, now, there's many others, okay? But there's one. One of these is in Isaiah 11. Okay, Isaiah 11. Isaiah prophesies about the coming Messiah when Jesus would come first. Okay, but also when he would come second. And some of the things that he talks about in this passage, okay, is is that the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Okay, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding. He will delight in the fear of the Lord. Okay, Um, and righteousness, with righteousness he will judge the poor. Okay, these are all things that were true of Jesus at his first coming. Okay, but you know what? Isaiah goes on to speak more, right? He says also that when the Messiah comes, are you listening, dear child of mine? Do you love being a pastor's kid? <laughs> okay, says this, the wolf will dwell with the lamb, okay? The, the calf and the young lion, They'll lie together, right? And a young child will leave them. That an infant child will play in the den of a cobra and not get bitten. Now, let me ask you, does the, is that happening right now? No. no, 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 that's not happening, right? Okay, those things are, are not happening. Okay, so let me, here's what I want to show you, okay? Is that when, the, when, the, when the, the Old Testament would speak of Jesus to come, it would speak of both his first coming and his second coming, and oftentimes those would be together. Okay, let me give you another example. Okay, this one maybe is a little easier to understand. Okay, Jesus, one time during Jesus' earthly ministry, he he was in the synagogue, okay? He was in the synagogue. That was where the Jews worshipped. And he was given the scroll of Isaiah. He was given the scroll from the Old Testament to preach from. And from Isaiah, he goes to Isaiah chapter 61, okay? And he reads about this. He says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to prisoners and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then he closes the scroll. Look at me. Watch. Okay. Listen. He closes the scroll and he sits down and he says, today this has been fulfilled in your presence. Okay. That's Isaiah was speaking of the Messiah that was to come. And Jesus there in the presence of all these Jews, reads this passage and he says, I'm he, I'm, I'm the guy that this is speaking of. The, the Spirit of the Lord is on me and I have good news to proclaim to you. But you know what's interesting? Jesus didn't read the rest of the passage because you know what comes next? The very next sentence speaks of the day of the vengeance of the Lord. That would happen at his second coming, right? When Jesus would come with a sword to judge evil. Okay, so you see that we're in the last days, but this is what, what's oftentimes called the almost not yet. Okay, because oh, here's the question. So did the Messiah really come with Jesus? The simple answer is yes. Yes, he did. He did. Okay, but not all of the things that, that were proclaimed about him were fulfilled in his first coming. 
many of those things would not be fulfilled until his second coming. Okay? So this is the already but not yet. Okay? There's the already of the kingdom of God that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father and we can have hope and we can have courage because he is. Okay? And there's nothing outside of his control. Okay? But not all of the world is put under the kingdom of Christ. Okay? We speak of the new creation, right? When a person comes to faith in Christ and they trust in Jesus, they're made new. Okay? They're not made new all together because we still battle with sin. Okay? There's the already, but it's not yet. It's not yet finished part, right? There's the old covenant, the old law that was given. Okay? But then the new covenant has come, but it's not in its fullness yet. Okay? So it's an already, but not yet. Okay? Let me give you one more example. Okay, in Galatians, Paul, we, and we preached on this not too long ago. Paul says that Jesus came to rescue us from the present evil age. Okay, but the author of Hebrews says that there are those who have tasted of the, uh, that those, there are those who have tasted of the powers of the age to come. Okay, so we, we live in an age that is still at war with God. Okay, there's still sin that exists. There's still a broken and fallen world, right? There's still, Satan still has his influence, okay? But it's a blessing to live here and now and have faith in Christ because we can have the power of Christ with us, right? That's the promise that's given to us in the new covenant with Jesus, okay? So it gives us hope, right? That, that, that when we read the Bible, we have, we have hope knowing that Jesus did come and he did fulfill what was promised in the Old Testament, and it is still, there are still things that will be continued to be fulfilled when he comes again. And so we're told to look for his second coming, to be ready, to be prepared, okay, to do that. But also to be obedient to the work that God has called us to, right? And seeking to know Jesus and know who he is and know him better, right? And seek to follow him and to worship him and to tell others about the good news of Christ. Okay, I know that's a lot. I know that's a lot. I know that's tough, but I hope there's something in there that you guys can lay hold of to help you better understand who Jesus is and what it means for his first and his second coming. Okay, all right, we'll talk more about future things next week. Okay, I appreciate you guys. All right, if you're going to your class, okay, you're going to meet your teacher right back there at the door. All right, let me pray for us. Okay, and then, we'll, then you guys can be dismissed. Father God, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the encouragement we have from your word. Lord, what a blessing it is to be able to read from the Old Testament and see how Jesus fulfilled the promises that were given in Isaiah, but also to live in a time when we can look forward to the day when all of those promises will come to fulfillment when Christ returns again. So, Father, would we be faithful? Would we be faithful to put our trust in Christ every day, to rest in the work that he's done, but to be f faithful in the work that you have given us to do? So, Father, pray for these young minds this morning in their hearts, that, Lord, you would till the ground of their hearts, Lord, that they would love Jesus, they would see him, you would open their eyes to the value of who he is and their need for him. And, Father, they would cling to Christ in the same way that someone clings to a parachute and they jump out of a plane. These young minds would cling to Jesus, Father. Um, Lord, until you come. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys are dismissed. Thank you. If you would stand with us for a couple more songs, please. Thank you.
Let's go to the Lord in prayer before Alan comes to preach. Father God, you are our shepherd. You lead us beside still waters. You give us the water of life in Christ. Your rod and your staff, they guard us, they protect us, they discipline us. So, Father, we are so thankful for your mercy and grace. Lord, that you don't promise we will have everything that we want, but that you will not withhold anything from us that will make us more like Jesus. Father, may we be content with that promise and let all other things go their way. 